You're listening to Boss Tone Radio. This is the 23rd edition. I'm your host, Paul Hansen, and on the show we have Steve Stevens and Billy Morrison from the 2010 version of Billy Idol's band. Right now we're listening to Billy Morrison underneath us, along with the band he created with Billy Duffy from The Cult. This is Circus Diablo. This song is called Loaded, and we'll get back on the phone with the guys, but first, let's listen a little bit more to this. By the way, Billy Morrison is singing. Billy, um, are you still there? Oh, yes, I'm here. You played bass with the cult, and you're the lead singer frontman of your band Circus Diablo. Now you're playing guitar. You're kind of a multi-instrumentalist. Well, uh, uh, you know what? I'm actually not. Uh, I was making it up as I went along when I was in the cult. That's not uh my primary instrument. But uh, (laughs) I've been friends with Billy Duffy for years. And, Uh you know, when when you get asked if you want to play bass in the cult, you say yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, the cult is Ian Asprey and Billy Duffy. That's it. And uh, I'm just one of a long line of people that have been in the band. And it was Uh a great period. But I'm a guitarist by trade. Huh. I mean, I have a Gibson signature model coming out this year. I, I, I'm not a bass guitar player. That was the one and only time I will ever play bass. Um, and you guys toured with, let's see, Aerosmith? Yeah. Must have been a huge gig. Then you have a solo album called Stimulator. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, actually, Stimulator was recorded 10 years ago. I signed a record deal with Geffen uh-huh. right before... It all went tits up, and they got bought out by Seagram's. Uh-huh. So that was an album that took me 10 years to get back from Geffen. Uh-huh. When I finally got it back, uh, I released it. And um, to, to great success, actually. It's, it's an iTunes-only release. I did a limited edition hard copy. But uh, quite frankly, that's the way of the future. Is um, I, I have another thing that's going to come out this summer, internet only. And uh, it, it's, it makes me happy. The new thing coming out this summer, is that involved with Circus Diablo? No, that was that was actually a full-on record deal with Koch Records in New York, and we uh-huh. did the OzFest. That was, I won't say a one-off, because again, you never say never, but that was a band with Billy Duffy from The Cult, Matt Sorum, and uh-huh. Brett Scallions from Fuel. And yeah. it was just, it was an album I always wanted to write, so I wrote it. But uh, no, the thing in this summer is to do with my guitar. It'll be some uh-huh. exclusive songs that are only available hard copy if you buy a guitar i I watched circus diablo on youtube a few videos and you're kind of like a cross between mick jagger and johnny rotten kind of as a front man and i hope you take those as a compliment but (laughs) i'll take both of those and thank you very much (laughs) yeah looks like a pretty cool band hey you guys actually can we talk about gear a little bit are you um both les paul guys now um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, I played all those ridiculous, silly guitars in the 80s <laughs> that we all did, you know. <laughs> yeah. As long as they were pink and had a Floyd Rose on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but truth be told, I didn't own a decent guitar when I met Billy Idol, so he got Chrysalis to pay for a, uh, basically a 53 Les Paul that I recorded. And someone had, uh, you know, we didn't pay that much for it because someone stupidly had, pulled the, the bridge off of it and put a, you know, a big to be on it or something. Oh. <laughs> Nobody wanted this thing. It was in uh-huh. pretty bad shape. 
So we fixed it up, and I did the first, the entire first record on just that guitar, and um, a <laughs> lot of uh, Rebel Yell on that guitar, half the album. And then I kind of, you know, I was swayed away, and everybody was doing the tapping and all that kind of stuff yeah. during the 80s. I, and whammy stuff. Yeah, you know, right. And I kind of aligned myself with Hamer guitars and all that. But I've gravitated back towards playing Les Pauls at least for the last 12 years. And, um, you know, obviously if I play Rebel Yell, I use a guitar with a wang bar on it. But other than that, it's all Les Pauls. Do you notice that you're... I mean, Les Pauls are pretty heavy compared to those Charbels and Hamers. Do you have a yeah. fa fairly light Les Paul or your shoulder get tired? Well, I, yeah, it's more than the shoulder, man. It's everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like tough on your back and everything. It's really a physical. Right before, right before this interview, I was in physical therapy getting uh, my neck seen to from playing Les Pauls. Ouch. That's the kind of damage, kids, you're headed for. <laughs> Bill, you're a, a Gibson endorser. You could always switch to ES-335s. Uh, well, yeah, I could if I didn't want to sound as good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I love the 335s, and I actually, yep. you know what, that reminds me, I do want to get one of the new ones, and, and they're great for studio. I am a full-on Gibson guy, but I just play Les Paul and Marshall. For me, yeah. the bedrock of, of a rhythm guitar, you know, Go yep. watch ACDC. It's a SG oh. yeah. or one of those. Uh, what, is, what does Malcolm play? He actually doesn't Gretsch. play. Yeah. He plays a Gretsch. But it's a very simple signal part. Yeah. yeah. And that's me. I've got a few boss pedals in line and uh, uh -huh. sounds good to me. I heard both you guys have boss DD20 giga delays. Yeah. Steve, you can save four different delay presets on the DD20 right. giga delay. Do you save different delay presets um yeah i think i've only saved two though one is you know like a an eighth note delay and during uh you know the latter part of the solo on eyes without a face we had reversed the guitar so that pedal comes in really handy with that reverse yeah the dd20 has a reverse function yeah yeah sounds great do you use an external pedal to tap in the delay rate no, I mean, our tempos are, our new drummer, Jeremy Colson, is, he's so rock solid that if, if we decide, okay, this is the tempo of the tune, it's consistent every night, so, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't get into the tap thing. I think Billy does, though. I have, yeah, I actually used two of these pedals. Two giga delays? I've used all eight presets. I've been getting into uh, figuring out what a triplet would uh -huh. be at a certain tempo and storing it. I, yeah. I love the pedal. Like I say, I've got uh, I've got one for the acoustic chain and one for the electric chain, and all four presets on each pedal are saved. Uh, tempos worked out. I, I actually like the tape delay where it, it degenerates oh. as the the delay progresses. Oh, I love that too. I remember going from Echoplexes to digital delays, and the, that was the big deal. You'd do that switch, but then I really missed the way that the delay kind of got out of the way. The tape. Oh delay. yeah, on a digital delay, it yeah. keeps going at the same level, and uh, and like you say, can get in the way. I love that, S Steve. Are you a a Marshall user? Uh, of course. Is that what you're using right now, Marshalls for amps? Um, basically, it's the guy who puts together my gear is Dave Friedman. He has a company called Rack Systems. Uh huh. And the amp that I use is built by him. It's called a Marsha. <laughs> uh. Couldn't afford the L's, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Dave's take on a on an early Marshall. Uh -huh. I have about four old Plexis. 
Uh-huh. But so, you know, I mean, they're just not roadworthy. Right. And they're really become scarce and valuable, so I'd rather not bring those kind of, you know, pieces out on the road with me. Yep. So this amp is basically like an old plexi with a good master volume. Here's an excerpt from Eyes Without a Face, which Steve co-wrote. Um, this is the section where he was just talking about where he has some backwards guitars, where he uses the DD-20s reverse live to recreate it. Steve, it just popped into my mind. I've seen you on videos do your flamenco-type guitar show live, and you've got a synthesizer accompaniment. I, I was just wondering if you use a guitar synthesizer for that. Um, I think it's a GR33. Yep, Roland GR33. Not the latest version, but it's the one right, yep. right for the latest GR33. Um, and uh, I have a, uh, an endorsement with Godin Guitars. Oh, yeah. Godin has the 13-pin uh, synth output built in. That's exactly right, yeah. Oh. And um, and it tracks. I was very skeptical, uh, you know, about tracking a nylon string guitar, but it actually works better because the notes are, you know, I guess not as many overtones in a nylon string. Mm -hmm. So the tracking is spot on, and, um, and I've developed a little solo piece and... Uh -huh. At one point, after I had toured with Vince Neil, I kind of got burnt out on playing electric guitar and had gone to see Paco de Lucia play and just got this bug to uh, just do a flamenco record. Wow. I'm not a traditional flamenco guitarist yeah. by any means, but... Uh, oh, but man, you played it so good. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. you know, I listen to all the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, in your current rig, I read that you use a Boss FC500 volume pedal. Is that true? I do, yeah. Yeah. I always wondered, Boss makes two models, the high impedance, which is FC500H, and then the low impedance. I just wonder, do you use the H or the L? Um, it's a low impedance one because the uh, the switcher that I have is, you know, it has buffers in it. So, ah. you know, the cable is probably 30 feet long to go out there. So. Oh, yeah run at low impedance. Right. I guess you'd only use the high impedance one if it was just a guitar plugged right into an amp. Exactly. Yeah, once you go through a pedal, then you it's buffered and you'd use a low impedance one. Absolutely. Billy, I heard you have a, several other Boss pedals. You've got a CH1 Chorus, a SD1 Super Overdrive. Oh, and you have a TU3, one of the new tuners. Are those pedals... Oh. My secret weapon, I love the tremolo pedal. Ah, the TR2. Yeah, I use that on a lot of acoustic stuff. Subtly, oh, underneath, really? it gives it, it, it 
makes it move. I like the way it moves. It creates kind of a, not a signature sound, but uh, it's slightly different, you know? Yeah. And I've always been a fan of that kind of early 50s guitar playing. Yeah. Lots of vibrato and tremolo going on, so I try and incorporate that where I can. I love that. I was just listening to some Credence, and let's see. Yes, you know, Chris Squire, he had tremolo on his bass now and then and it, yeah. do, there's a a wave shape knob on the tr2 tremolo as well as a depth control yeah uh, do you it works it actually mm -hmm. the wave shape i actually was only tweaking with that yesterday uh -huh. there was a, a part in uh we were doing blue highway there was a part in that song where I was clicking it on acoustically and it didn't sound right. It sounded too deep, uh -huh. but the depth was set correctly. So I tweaked with that wave shape right. and sure enough, it, it was really good. It came, it came in line with where I wanted it. Yeah, it's different than a depth control. It's kind of... Sh it's actually more like a cue knob on a synthesizer. Yeah, like a width control. One of my favorite pedals, well, for leads is the Super Overdrive and... I know you're not doing many leads, but is that what you have the SD1 for? Actually, I, you know what I use that for is a, a different tone. I, I use Marshalls and I have channel switching and I have second channel set to almost clean. Uh -huh. And then I have the option of using that as it is or adding a pedal for a rhythm sound. And actually what I'm doing in White Wedding and a couple of other songs, uh -huh. I'm playing the whole song with that pedal for tone. Huh. So the SD1 into the clean channel. And it actually sounds killer. I mean, it, it complements what Steve's doing. It, it, it's great. And then I also read you have an AC3 acoustic simulator. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you use that too, Steve? I don't, but I was very skeptical <laughs> that that thing would actually sound as good as it did when I when I saw it on Billy's pedal board. I think the first time I saw it, I was guesting with Camp Freddy, and I, uh -huh. I ended up having on the other side of the stage where Billy is. So when we do Rebel Yell or something, Billy will sing lead on it. Billy, Billy M. Um, uh -huh. And I saw the acoustic pedal on that, so next time I asked him about it, and it's, it's amazing yeah. it does that. Yeah, you know, another thing that pedal does it that folks don't always know is that you plug it into your, you know, in your pedal board, regular, you take the regular output, but you can also take a line output, put it that into a direct box and send it to the the front of the house that's, that's by far the best way of getting it to sound exactly like an acoustic guitar yep um but i actually use it for what it says it's acoustic simulation it's yeah. not, if i want an acoustic i'll play an acoustic but what i find is it's great for parts um there's a song that we play actually that i'm using it on speed and I use it for the verses, and it does exactly what I, I want it to do, which is not sound like a clean guitar, but not sound like an acoustic. It's a great effects pedal as well. Billy, I heard you grew up riding motorcycles. I also read that when you took your wife to England, you had her on the back of your motorcycle, and then you did a wheelie, and you went through several different gears. You're using what you can find out by looking on bikes. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you riding motorcycles still? Very, very much so. I'm on one today. I, I go to rehearsals every day on a motorcycle. Uh -huh. Part of my life. Can you carry a guitar on the motorcycle? We don't carry guitars. Yeah. <laughs> That's of course guitars not. Guitars just magically appear by our amps. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> and the answer is no. Yeah, that's, it wouldn't be right, I guess. Hey, Steve, do you have any advice for guitarists? I mean, you've had this huge, long career, done just about everything a guitar player can do. Do you have some advice for guitarists out there who are starting out? Um, who are starting out? I mean, you know, for me it was, I was fortunate that, uh, you know, when I started playing and, and listening, really listening to music was that early 70s great British rock guitar era. You know, I would put Hendrix in that category because he made his career in England. Us Yanks didn't even realize what, what a brilliant <laughs> guy we had in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. It took an English band and, and manager to see that. But, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to listen to the stuff that you dig. As a kid, if you want to pick up the guitar, it's because, you know, you've just seen your favorite band and you go, hey, I want to do that. So, you know, I mean, do it for the right reasons, which is the love of music. Uh -huh because that'll carry you through a 30-year career, as it, as it has for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the love of music that'll, that'll keep it happening. And then find music outside of what you're naturally a fan of to find your own voice. You know, I went through a period of uh -huh. listening to Miles Davis or Coltrane or something just to, to see how that could kind of seep into my playing and find something unique. Great advice. Billy, do you have any uh, tips for guitarists out there? Um, exactly the same, actually. I would say do it because you love it. If you're not doing it because you love music, don't bother. You ain't going to get anywhere. You know, it's a hard <laughs> business. It's not what yep. the, the majority of the world think it is. And what carries you through a long career is loving what you do. That way, when you haven't got any money and you're eating, you know, Pop-Tarts out the back of a van in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois... Yep. <laughs> You're still having a good time. That's what you do it for. You do it because you love music, and I, and I do it because I love to see smiling faces. <laughs> when I'm on stage and I see people enjoying a show, it takes me back. It takes me back to being 14 and watching The Clash, and it's wow. just amazing. Well, guys, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you very much for having us. Now we go and make music. So, Steve, thank you. Billy, thank you. And... Um, yeah. So, Billy, it's not raining out there, is it? So you'll be in the sunshine on your motorcycle? I live in Los Angeles. It never <laughs> rains here. That's why I live here. <laughs> no, it's not raining. I'm going to get on the bike, go to rehearsal. Thank you very much. All right, you guys. It's all the best. One of my favorite songs, Dancing With Myself. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for using Boss pedals and other Boss gear. Remember, you can find out all about Boss at BossUS.com. Also, if you want to email us with comments about the show or anything else, AskBoss at BossUS.com. Until the next show, Paul Hansen here saying... Thanks for listening. See you later.